Hello and welcome back to another episode of Under Review. This is your co-host Ethan Birch and Jeremy Goldstein. We are back another Saturday and we have tons to talk about, including a huge announcement that Jeremy will get to you by the end of the episode. So you'll have to stick around as we have a, we have a special guest coming on this weekend that will be featured specifically and exclusively only on our YouTube and Spotify. But before we get into our packed episode, Jeremy, how you doing? Doing okay. I think I've recovered from the Yankees. We're just, we're over it. Well, and I'm now happy. I'm back I'm in, I'm in. back, I'm back into giants depression season. So it's yeah, a tough loss. We can, uh, we can touch upon last week's game. I mean, I don't really want to talk too much. The giants did play. Okay. But they, we have yeah, a lot of football did. to talk about. They didn't play. They, they play. Okay. Against a, a bad defense. I think that's the right words. Well, they scored points. They just, the one time there, they needed their defense. The defense didn't come through. Exactly. And they lose a heartbreaker realistically. So before we get into giants and football, let's touch upon the NBA finals. Me and Jeremy debated a whole lot about the NBA finals all year round. Ever since we started this podcast, most of our debates ended up being around that. But finally the Los Angeles Lakers closed out and won four to two over the Miami heat. LeBron James gets his fourth title, his fourth NBA MVP finals trophy. Jeremy, thoughts on this series and what this championship means for LeBron's legacy? Uh, he's definitely still not the greatest of all time. I don't want to hear that BS in, in, in any circumstance because he still lost more finals than he's won, and he still needed the Anthony Davis to make the playoffs. He's still a top player of all time, don't get me wrong. And it's great. He got another championship, but I don't think he can really, I'm at the stage in his career where I don't think he can really do anything to secure himself as the greatest of all time. But I think it does help him. Like, obviously it would have been nice for him to get another championship and every other championship helps any, anybody trying to make an argument for him. But I, I think with this bubble season, the Lakers, especially with Anthony Davis and the surgeons, the, the surging play of guys like Rajon Rondo off the bench, I, it's, it's a good championship win for the Lakers. I definitely didn't want it to happen as a fan. I hate the Lakers, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I agree. I think LeBron is a solid two in my rankings. At least I know you think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the best of all time. Yeah, I have, I have him at three or four. LeBron? LeBron. Yeah. I have LeBron at two, MJ at one. I think it's just solid between them at one and two. You can go either way, but I still have Jordan. LeBron, just the changing of teams, going back and forth, having to go to Miami to finally win, pairing up with Wade and Bosh. Jordan never did that. Jordan stuck around with the Bulls his whole time, and he won six championships without losing one. Jordan was a winner, and as much as you can say LeBron's a winner as well, he's lost four or five finals. I don't know what exactly has been. How much has he lost? Four or five? I think he's... Well, he lost four and four. Right? He lost. He lost one against the Mavs. Didn't he? He lost one in Cleveland, right? Yeah, against the Spurs. Yeah, they lost. Well, he, he lost one against the Spurs, and then that's three. He lost three. I think he Warriors. lost three against the Warriors. That's that's six. I don't know. We'll look into that. We'll look he's into three that. And, he's three and six. Yeah, he's three and six. Well, he's four. He's won four finals. Well, four and six. He's four and six. I think this does a lot to LeBron's legacy as a total, though, going back into just our main discussion. I think he needed this one. He needed this one. He said that he wants his respect in his post game, And you got to agree with him. Everything that's happened this quarantine, ever since it's, the league shut down, the last dance came on, all of a sudden the, the, high, uh, the spotlight of this whole decade and the past decade of LeBron James being the greatest player of all time kind of shifted gears to Michael Jordan's end. But LeBron, this is big for him, and I think this Lakers team, I don't know how well the future is going to fare for them. I don't know if LeBron can win again in Los Angeles. The Clippers are going to be back, and they're going to be good again with fans. 
the Warriors are going to be back. And I think there'll be a sleeper to make it back to the Western Conference Finals and then the Finals again. But that's another talk we'll get into in a little bit. But end of the day, the Los Angeles Lakers win the 2019-20 NBA Finals. LeBron James, fourth title and fourth MVP. But let's get into football talk as we wrap up the NBA. We'll still touch on it as the offseason comes around. The NBA draft, the Knicks... Unfortunately, it didn't land. That's going to be, be an emotional roller coaster for me. I, I'm as a Knicks fan, despise the little ball, don't want him anywhere near the franchise, and hopefully that stays. I mean, stays I've, I've heard a lot about him going number one. I hope, he, I hope he, as long as he's not a Nick, I don't care. Go wherever <laughs> else, right. I do All not right. care. We'll save that discussion. Maybe we'll make it a debate. Maybe I'll fight you over that or something. But let's move on. Let's start with the New York Giants. The New York Giants stand at 0-5, last in the NFC East. However, not out of it somehow, this division just continuing each and every year to be atrocious and the worst division in football. So the Giants at 0-5, they have a division matchup at home against the Washington football team. The football team is 1-4. They have are a four-game losing streak. Their only win came in week one against the Eagles. How do we? How did the Giants fare this week at home? as favorites in this one, actually. You know, we like to talk, I like to talk about my survivor pool. I participated in every week. I have, I'm picking the Giants this week. I'm this, I think with the pool being the thing where you have to pick the teams that don't win a lot to maybe get a win every once in a while, that's really the goal. I think this is the perfect week to pick the Giants. The Redskins, the, the, excuse me, the football team announced they're starting Kyle Allen at quarterback. And I don't think, I, I know Dwayne Haskins, is, he's got a toxic relationship with the franchise, but... I think Kyle is a significantly worse player, less mobile, so the Giants' pass rush will have an easier time with that. James Bradbury has been insanely good on any cornerback that he faces. Eliminated Amari oh, Cooper. When he was matched against Amari Cooper, one catch. Now, he's their best offseason addition, and there's no yeah. doubt. Him and Blake Martinez, have been, I think, have been really, really good. He won catch against Robert Woods as well. So when Logan Ryan is playing better as well, you, you mentioned Blake Martinez, who's a tackle machine. Kyler Fackrell on a pick six. Leonard Williams is getting a couple of sacks this season. The defense is, is, is establishing. Obviously, that Dallas offense was a little too relentless, and they did have some bad calls against them. Overall, just off game for them last, last weekend. However, I think against a football team offense that's really struggling, their offensive line is brutal. Alex Smith got killed last week. Not I the, think uh, as long as long as Jones plays as well as he did against Dallas last week, minus the fumble, which is really excruciating, the Giants should find themselves with their first win. Of the I agree. The fumbling is just something Daniel Jones has got to remove from his game if he wants yeah. to step to the next level. And I thought he was going to be able to come into the season and eliminate that, especially after what happened last season. It was the numbers were out of the through the roof of fumbling and it was it was bad and then he comes out here the first couple of weeks at least in the first quarter of the first game he looked really well and ever since that it's just been a lot of bad decisions and fumbling he makes some really really good plays and he just completely ruins them by making stupid and crappy throws and it's it's hurting him it's hurting him bad and side note Andrew Thomas needs to play better on that left tackle side. He's, he's been getting torched. He, he, he's responsible for the, for the blind side of Jones, and that's how he fumbled last game. He completely missed his assignment, and Jones didn't see the defensive end coming behind him, and he fumbled. That's, that, that was the reason why. Obviously, Jones does need to make sure that if that ever happens again, he doesn't fumble every time because when there's a blind side tackle on him, he loses the ball 100% of the time. 
But at the same time, Andrew Thomas, you were drafted fourth overall for a reason. Exactly. You're supposed to be the, you're supposed to be the leader of this offensive line, and you haven't proven it. You he haven't needs, proven to be that. He absolutely needs to be that guy who can protect the blind side, and they literally yeah. picked him up for this specific reason because of what happened Everyone else. Drafted him over everybody else. So he needs to play like a, a, star, a star level talent. It, there's no avoiding that point. He absolutely needs to, but Going back to just the Giants versus the Redskins, I think the Giants will win this one. I'm, I'm finally, finally. Team. You, no, we both made the mistake. It's the Did we both team. say they're okay? The football team. They need to make a team. We apologize. It's, we it's apologize. Yeah, we apologize for the mistakes. Yes, yeah, under review. Apologizes for any inconvenience towards the NFL, but the Giants should win this one. I'm finally, finally confident. And yes, if you've I listened agree, to, yeah. if you've listened to this weekly, me and Jeremy have been confident week after week, and we've been legit very team. wrong. But this the is, Giants are favored. The Giants are favored to win this game. This is their first one. They're favored all season. They can actually, they can win this one. They can. They really can. As Jeremy's even confident enough to put him in their survivor pool, which yeah, I think he's I, out of his mind. The Giants can so still well. very easily win, but I think I've that, done so well. I've think, done so well in this pool. I'm putting I'm putting my the, my life on the Giants right now in in this competition. Like that's <laughs> that's a risk, but I'm I'm confident in it. But all I know is if they lose, I'm gonna be double upset on Sunday night, <laughs> which is gonna be really brutal if it happens. But yeah. I think Jeremy will be a little more upset even when the Yankees because. The Yankees oh lose God, because on no. the last on the last podcast, Jeremy was uh very upset most of the time. So I hope we I hope the well, Giants we record, win just so we, we recorded this pregame five. So no. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. I feel like I oh, I was talking to you after the game, uh, the day after the game. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I was. Okay. I, I didn't even Fine. like the, the night they lost. I didn't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> and then we okay. Yeah, I got you. All right. Well, let's move on to another game. Let's look at why don't you we want to do this before before baseball? Correct. Yeah. So okay. we'll move on to baseball in a second, but let's talk about the Broncos at the Patriots. Both teams getting their quarterbacks back. Drew Locke is back for the Broncos. New England Patriots get Cam Newton back in all likelihood. This game is played in Foxborough. Who do you have winning this one? It's obvious. I obviously the Patriots. I know it's going to be a little bit of a, a rust match for the Patriots because they haven't had their. Obviously, the last time they got they played, they got destroyed with Brian Hoyer and all that, and they have had a week off. But think about this: the Broncos. They've. It's been even longer since they've played. I believe it's two weeks ago from today was the last time they played. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while so for been, both these teams. So it's it's going to have been seventeen days since the Broncos played, and it's going to be a little bit. I think 13, 13 days since the Patriots had last played. So it's going to be a rough, it's going to be an ugly game. Like again, if we're talking survivor pool esque, I wouldn't pick any team. Yeah. It's going to be weird. Definitely. Gonna yeah. Be weird. So in, in this case, I think you have to go with the experience and I know, I think Bill Belichick knows how to deal with this situation better than Vic Fangio will be able to. So in, in that situation, especially since Gilmore is coming back to, they said Stefan Gilmore was back at practice. He's the core of their defense. I think the Patriots win this, but if the Broncos, are able to get back in the game because of some mistakes. I wouldn't be shocked, but the Patriots are a team that's going to be are the team that's going to be less likely to be rusty than the Broncos. I agree. I think the Patriots will win this one. Broncos have struggled a lot this year, but getting Drew Lock back will definitely turn things around. Still no Cortland Sutton. He, hasn't he won't played be back even longer. Cortland Sutton's gone for the year too. So no, I Drew think Lock he's going to be a struggle due, for him. He's due to return toward the end. No, of the Sutton towards ACL. He did. Yeah. Are you sure about that? I I, I had to drop him in fantasy. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he was. Uh, I thought he. I thought he got off the hook on a small injury. Never mind. But so we both have the Patriots in that one. 
quickly before we move on to MLB and then our topic of discussion, which we still haven't revealed yet, Rams versus the 49ers, 49ers host. Rams are favored in this one, and the 49ers have struggled tremendously. I am probably going to go with the Rams. The Rams have been one of the hottest teams in football, in my opinion. Their offense has been incredible. Cooper Cup has put together some phenomenal weeks lately. Options around Tyler Higby has been really good this season. Robert Woods. And honestly, I've been very impressed with Jared Goff. I don't, and I think their defense should be able to hold up against the 49ers. So I'm going to pick the Rams. What about you, Jeremy? Well, before we well, I get into my pick, I think it's just, it's it's ironic that how the Giants the Giants have been competitive in almost every game this season, except for that Niners game where they got killed and they were and they were injured. It was it was crazy. It's just a, it was a weird week. But yeah. I I'm gonna go with the Niners. I, I hate to be I hate the lack of I hate to not be original here, but I'm gonna go with the Rams as well just for the sake of putting my real opinion out there. Yeah, the, the Niners. They obviously Garoppolo got knocked out again last week. Because against the they got destroyed by the Dolphins. They, they, they cannot protect Jimmy G. And Mostert was the only person who could do something remote on the offensive side. The Rams, on the other hand, you're correct. I, I think that offense is clicking on all cylinders. Cooper Cup's a great slot receiver. And then you got Robert Woods on the outside with Tyler Higby up the seams very nicely. And then Gerald Everett's a great backup slot there as well. I think, though, in order to, to solidify that offense as a top offense in the NFC, Make Daryl Henderson your starting running back, not just for my fantasy sake. It's annoying. That, Those three together, even when you bring in Cam Akers into the situation, it's yeah. just three guys, and you have no idea who's going to get the ball in the red zone, who's going to get it on third down. I've, it's a mess. I have to start him this week on my bot because of because of Chris Carson's on a bye, but I still think he's the better running back. Obviously, I think Malcolm Brown's the goal line guy because he's bigger. Cam Akers, I don't know. He, he That rib injury is tough for a running back since you're basically using your chest to run. But Daryl Henderson's proven he can be effective as a, as a pass catcher as well. So I think the, that Rams offense is, is lethal, and so is Aaron Donald on that pass rush. And Jalen Ramsey's as good as he's ever been on the, in, the, on the, in the secondary. So Rams by a couple possessions. I agree as well. I think the Rams will win. But let's move on. We have one more football game to talk about. We'll actually bring it up after we swing over to baseball for around 10 minutes. Let's start with the closest series to coming to an end, and that's the Rays versus the Astros. The Rays lead this series 3-1, to one, and they go into the game with, I don't know. I think they're going they're going bullpen game today. Yeah, so they're up one today nothing meaning, right now. Today meaning Thursday. because They're up one nothing right now. Luis Garcia started for them, and the Rays are starting John Curtis. So it's a bullpen game for both teams. I'm going to ask you the first question. Who do you think? How, do you think the Astros can win this series? And if not, which I, I expect both of us to say no to this one, but if, if the Astros can't win the series, how far do they take it? I don't think the Astros win the series. You're right. You, you yeah. assumed correct. And I've been riding the Rays for a while. I rode the Rays when it was Yankees versus Rays. I think this team is electric. And I love what uh, their coach does, Cash. I love what he does. It's a new approach every night. You have no idea what you're facing out of the bullpen because every night it's a different sequence. There's no specific Castillo, Anderson, eighth, ninth inning. He'll exactly. use them anywhere. Crazy to me. It's crazy how much they, how he uses his pitchers in different scenarios. And there's top starting three pitchers. I just love it goes Snell to Glasnow to Morden. Morden's been very good this season, this playoffs this season. He's been so good as a three. Tyler Glasnow impresses me more and more every night. And they just came so close in game four to sweeping. Willie Adames in the, in the top of the ninth. I'm going to correct you on that. He one of what? Willie Adames? Adames. Adamus, whatever. <laughs> I think you correct me on that every week. Anyway, he ripped one off the wall and they ended up not scoring. He got to third base, but 
They lost. I think they close out in game five. If not, they'll go either, they'll they'll go to Snell, I believe, in game six if necessary. But I think they should win this one. I think the Rays offense just overall is just like the Rams clicking on all cylinders. Randy Arozarena is just on fire. G-Man Choi. Brandon Lau has (laughs) sorry. Choi and Lau have not been very good. I know. I was about to say Lau has not been good at all. But terrible. Oh my god. Think about Joey Wendell. Joey Wendell's been going crazy. Wendell. I'm (laughs) struggling with pronunciations all of a sudden. And I just think this team is really electric and they've showed it. They beat up on the giant, the Yankees. And I think I said that whoever wins this one, I believe would move on to the world series. And I still truly believe that the Astros don't have the pitching to keep up with this team. I think their offense is good. Altuve has been good. He's hit a bunch of home runs. Correa was really good in the division round and he's been okay hitting in the championship round. Obviously those guys have been doing good. Springer let off the game with a home run. They've been, uh, proven a point here, but their pitching, I don't think stands up to par and Altuve's defense four horrible errors so far has cost them at least two games because of big hits following his error, which probably would have ended at the innings. I think the Rays move on here. I think the Astros will take game five and make this interesting, but I think the Rays end up ultimately end up winning game six. I just don't think John Curtis is a suitable opener and he gave up a home run already, but there's a lot to be said about this series. Going back to the Yankees, you mentioned you, I think you had the Rays in four, but they ended up winning in five, which is yeah. Still, I think I the, might have had them in four. Yeah, you had you had the Yankees winning game one and then the Rays winning the next three. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, I the Rays that that was the Yankees' issue. They 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 ended up trying to outsmart the Rays, but that's a game you can't beat them at. Kevin Cash, much as I hate to say, it, is an elite manager in this league. He is he really knows what, what he's exactly doing with what I was team. saying. He just knows how there's to handle. There's no there's no specific pattern he uses with the team. It's always it's always and we're gonna talk about this more with our special guest next episode, but he's very good with his, how he likes to use his little pieces in the bullpen and any pitcher that he throws into that game. Randy Rosarena obviously has been the MVP of that team, but it, what concerns me, especially against a high power offense that he will be facing either the Dodgers or the Braves, they need Brandon Lau, who is the team MVP of the regular season to step it up and get some hits. They, they benched him yesterday. They tried moving up, up, up and down the order. Didn't get a single hit in the ALDS, and he he only has one in the in the CS. I agree. They need to get their big hitters going because it's pretty shocking that Lau hasn't done anything. Meanwhile, the Rays are where they are right now, up three one in Game Five, a game away from moving on to the World Series, a place they haven't been in years. So let's move on. Both of us say the Rays will win that one as our prediction. The other series is interesting now. Atlanta went up 2-0, had their two best guys go. Freed looked incredible. Ian Anderson looked better. They take the first two games. Game two came really, really close. And as soon as game two ended, they lost eight to seven with the, the Dodgers lost eight to seven with the tying run 90 feet away. And I said to myself, and I was about to tweet it. I might've tweeted it uh, the day after I said that the Dodgers may win four straight and they come out, they come out in game three and put together a monstrous 11 run first inning topped off by a Max Muncy grand slam. And that was it. That was it. They won the game 15 to three and now they're steamrolling in. They got Kershaw in game four because of a late scratch in game two. And they look to be rolling in very easily can get to two and two in this series going to game five when Walker Bueller will be ready to go again. Maybe actually probably he can probably go in five. I assume he would. Can the Dodgers come back and win this? Well, I know you want to get into our under review topic real quick. So I'm just gonna make a quick point here. 
I think the Dodgers are screwed. And I know that sounds really out of the blue because 15 to three win. Without, yeah, they had, a, they had a great game. Urias pitched well. However, I think Kershaw is in for a rude awakening because based off of Dave That's Ro- bold. Dave, That's bold. Based off of Dave Roberts' talk about Kershaw and where he's at, I think they're really pushing it. I think the back is still bothering him. Obviously, I'm not Kershaw. I'm not in the Dodgers organization. I'm not anywhere near it, so I don't know. But I have that sensation. I have that that gut feeling. Kershaw's not ready. Can I tell you why I think that even if Kershaw is not ready and he can't get through the first inning or he's struggling early, why they mm-hmm. think they'll still be okay? Not only because of their high-powered offense, but what comes out of that bullpen and an arm that I really, really want to talk about that will be eventually be a starter is Bruce Dahl Gratterall. Oh, boy, that guy is insane. He throws a 100-mile-an-hour sinker that moves like a wiffle ball, and he barely looks like he's even trying to throw it. They have barely used him so far, and I think that's their plan. They knew that they needed to back Kershaw up with someone just in case because he still might go out there and toss six shutout innings and do a job, even six innings with a couple runs because you give up three runs. I think that's completely fine through six innings when you have the Dodgers' offense. Braves are going bullpen in game four as expected. And I, and I assume they may go bullpen game five, depending on if they win tonight and what goes on in, in game, uh, in game five, of course, you got to see how today goes. If, if they're up three, one, then you can go to Max Freed and try to close out the series. And if you don't, then you go Ian Anderson, but I think yeah. the Dodgers win today. I think, yeah, today, I, I think me, game four game. Five, I think we're going to shoot out today. I'm sorry. I just want to go ahead. No, no, go ahead. We're going to wrap this up. Yeah. Bryce Wilson's going for the Braves today. Don't know what his leash is. He, taking, he technically doesn't go too long. He's it's a his first start. It's bullpen. Since, since September 27th. So I'm very con- curious to see what his attack is going to be. Obviously, it's going to be getting through that, those first couple innings that will allow that Braves offense to settle in. This, that's how, that explosion, the first thing about the Dodgers yesterday, happened to the Braves last year in game five of the ALDS. This time they got another me, game, though. Where the Cardinals killed them. So we're going to have to see. Can the Braves outscore the Dodgers? I don't. This is definitely not going to be a pitching dominant ser- game tonight. Yeah. I, I really don't I think agree. Kershaw's going to have it. I really don't think he will. You, if when this comes out on Saturday, two days from when we're recording this, so bash me on Twitter all you want if I'm wrong. Kershaw can throw a perfect game, and I'll, I'll I'll take the blame for it. You know, I will make sure that I will do that actually. Okay. I personally, because you know I will. <laughs> yes, I I don't think Kershaw lasts three innings, and I think he's just. I don't think he's going to be in the right physical condition to pitch. All right, well, we disagree as usual. I think the Dodgers are going to completely fine. I think they steamroll. I don't think they would lose another game this series. And you could also roast me on Twitter if I'm wrong about that as well. So moving on, we said we were going to come back to a football game with about six minutes left. Not a lot of time because there's a lot of news to talk about. We'll talk about our under review. Topic of review is the Kansas City Chiefs will be fine after their loss to the Raiders. I will be upholding the call i uphold the call i think they will be fine but on the other hand jeremy no absolutely i i if you're gonna think about the standards for this chiefs team super bowl or bust if they lose in the afc championship season's a bust kind of like the dodgers world series hopes the yankees world series hopes they've had bust seasons every season so if the Chiefs' can, defense cannot keep up with the Raiders' offense that has struggled for the majority of the season, you got an issue. I don't Obviously, really think the Raiders' offense has struggled this season. I think they've been up to par, if not well, better. Yeah, that's fair. Struggling, struggling is a, a bad word to use, probably. But at up the end of the day, the Chiefs' defense 
it, it needs to back up that Chiefs offense. And I think they will. I think we ran into a very similar problem last year that their defense was, was giving up on Patrick Mahomes. I read plenty of headlines that the defense can't keep up with Patrick Mahomes. He, they're letting Patrick Mahomes down. You think that's a weakness to a team, though, that if, 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 the, if the offense scores too quickly, are the defense not going to be able to be dominant? I think it's something that just goes on throughout the season, and they were able to adjust that to the end of the season. And his defense was, although they were not good in the first half of all the playoff games, including the Super Bowl, their defense was really good in the second half all postseason last year. And the defense is young. There's a bunch of new guys on this. De- actually, not a, I should, that, that's the wrong term to use. Not a bunch of new guys. But it's hard to say that you would ever count out Patrick Mahomes. This is the man, Jeremy who popped his knee out of his socket on the field last year in the middle of a game, popped it back on, missed only three weeks of football and came back and led an historical run in Kansas City history, Kansas City Chiefs history to the Super Bowl and a Super Bowl win. It is impossible in my eyes to say that they're in trouble. This is a division matchup. Teams lose against divisions. No one said the Chiefs were going 16-0. and They don't need to do that. They just need to get to the playoffs and they still win this division. I'll tell you that. I don't think the Raiders pose much of a threat anyway. The Chiefs will be fine. I it, it's just for me. It, I think a defense is much more important than an offense. Yeah, but we saw that last year. The Chiefs proved that wrong. Yeah, different though. I, I they it, were down weird... by double digits in all of their postseason games last year. Didn't yeah, face Patrick Mahomes. But it's I I it's, Mahomes hasn't been as sharp as he was last year statistically. And listen, we've thrown, that, we've that, thrown that, more that's interceptions. A statement. But at any time, Patrick Mahomes can turn it up, and he did that last year. But I don't think any time he can turn it up is a legit analytical argument you can make. Think about how but the, it's something the, he's done the, in Raiders, the, the Raiders had control of that game the entire second half. If they can't control the Raiders, how do you and expect them to I don't think beat the Ravens. However, the Ravens, I think, are going to be the better structured team at the end of the day. That's not our argument. We're, we're, we're okay, well, we'll do that another time. But listen, I think that the Chiefs will be fine because – you can bank on the fact of Mahomes turning it up. And they were they almost came back in the last minute of that game. It came really close. So, yes, for the majority of the second half, the Raiders were dominating. The Raiders are a good team, and those are division matchups. You have to keep that into perspective. These are division matchups. The Eagles play the Cowboys. You never know who wins. The Patriots versus that's the Bills. So you never different. know who wins. The Eagles and Cowboys are sub. Okay, I know. I, I know. Okay, I know. That's just a bad. I'm okay. Like you Patriots Bills, division they play against each game. other. You can though. It's a division matchup. These teams compete all the time. The Chargers almost beat know. the Chiefs. As soon as the Chiefs go out, they play against an out of division. That's concerning the to they, me too. The Chiefs, the Chargers what? beating the Chiefs is concerning to me too. Why? Justin Why Herbert it? in his debut almost outlasts the Chiefs and Mahomes. They had the had same one problem last play. year, Jeremy. Same problem defensively, and they made it work. That's not going to work two years in a row. It's under center, Patrick Mahomes. They are the favorite to win the AFC, and there's no not way they don't win do the it. AFC. Minus. I don't think that there's works no two way. years in a row. You can't rely on that luck. That's just pure luck then. It's not luck. Statistically, that, that, Patrick that, Mahomes that was the best ask, quarterback in football if, the past the two years, gives and up it over took t- him up to around four, week, week four or five before he got injured last year, and he came back in the second half of the season and was incredible for 11 straight weeks. You can't deny though that if a defense gives up twenty-five plus points a game for multiple games, that the chief that the offense is going to be able the to. Chiefs come are going to average thirty-five time. points though. No, no, they haven't done it this year. So okay, yeah. I know, but it's something that they are definitely capable of, and it's something that they'll reach that 
Clyde Edwards Hilaire, he hasn't been that great. He'll get better. No, he's bust. I, I said it. I said it earlier in the in the cast. He's a, he's a, he's a bust. I think he's, he's fine. He's going to be a, a solid really good, running back, but people thought he was going to be the next Lashawn McCoy. I don't know why people people Elliott. hyped him up a lot, but I think he's going to oh. be good. He's going to be good. I mean, he's really good until about the red zone happens and he's unusable in the red zone. But that's something that they'll improve on unless he's catching the ball. They, they, I think he, they're involving him a little too much, in my opinion. I think that use Tyreek Hill a little bit more, you know? Yeah. I think that well, wait. he's not used enough. I know we have to wrap up soon, so should we get this announcement in? Yes, let's do that right now. Go, Jeremy. So we have a special, special guest coming up. We, we talked to, I talked to some people. We have Rich Hollenberg coming on the show, a special a special episode exclusively to YouTube and Spotify. Rich Hollenberg, he is a broadcaster from Syracuse. He does he does work with the Tampa Bay Rays right now, so we'll get some good conversations with him in about that. We're just going to talk about how he developed through the world of sports media, how he got to where he is today. It's going to be a nice, our first broadcaster interview on the channel. So if you're excited, make sure to re- to like our tweets on Twitter. Follow us at under underscore review VIC, Instagram and Twitter. We have more information coming out there and we're going to look to have more special guests on the channel. So get excited guys. Rich Hollenberg will be coming on the show this weekend. So stay tuned for that. As Jeremy said, this is exclusively on YouTube and Spotify. So you're listening to this now Saturday morning. It will be out later today. So get ready under review. VIC is our YouTube handle. You can get it there. We'll also announce it on our Twitter and us and such. But this is also what plans to not be only just a one-time thing. We intend to get as many broadcasters and sports people in the industry to get on, and we will interview them. So this should be a hopefully the first step of something huge with under review, and we cannot be more excited. So right. let's wrap up. Once again, thank you for listening. This is Ethan Birch and Jeremy Goldstein with Under Review on VIC.org.